Today on Soul Zero Tour, we're going to be talking about two ways you can look at your storm through God's eyes or through Satan's eyes on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that's putting the oxygen back into the Christian life, one soul at a time. And did you know that God has a goal in your storm, but so does Satan? And the way you frame it, the way you look at it, can make all the difference in the world. And there are two ways that you can see your tragedies, either through God's redemptive purposes in your life, or through Satan's destructive purposes in your life. And too often, Satan very finessly brings us to the other side of, of hopelessness and negativity and, and utter bitterness and anger. Uh, to the point where we don't even want, want to have anything to do with God. And I've seen that through the years. Um, even faithful followers just become so tired and so fatigued, so battle-worn, that they just stop altogether following God. And uh, But imagine for a minute looking at your tragedy through Satan's eyes, your struggle, your, your challenge, your storm. Uh, have you ever noticed that what comes after a storm can actually be worse than the storm itself. We often brace ourselves before a hurricane, and you always see the, the it's the same recipe almost. People line up at Home Depot and they, they buy, you know, um, boards for their window for their windows and sandbags, and we prepare for the worst to come. But sometimes what comes after that storm is worse. Think about the ugly things that happen in life. Not during the problem, but after the problem, the fallout, they call it. And COVID this year has had a lot of fallout. Uh, any negative issues we had before COVID seemed to multiply after COVID. For instance, and there are too many articles to even quote today, but there are so many articles out there from reputable websites and magazines right now talking about the idea that depression has been up multiplied during COVID, uh, during COVID, and anxiety, and fear, and domestic violence, and mental problems have just skyrocketed during this COVID crisis. And uh, what about the economic fallout? The stock market has been undulating just up and down, back and forth in a very erratic way. And uh, the schools have been a big deal. You know, how do we do school? Do we do the hybrid? Do we do half at home and half at school? Do we do all online? And, and then there's all these protests with, with the racial issues that are happening and, uh, and whatever agendas are happening. And, uh, but the point is this. If you have a bottle of ketchup and you squeeze it, ketchup comes out. If you have a bottle of vinegar and you squeeze it, vinegar comes out. You squeeze a person by circumstances, and something is going to come out of them. Something is going to emerge from their hearts. And this is what I mean by sometimes it's what comes out of you that might even surprise you during the storm. Things that you never knew were there. These ugly things that that uh, were maybe hidden or unknown or denied by, by you or me. And the storm has a way of bringing them out. It's not the storm's fault. The storm didn't cause this problem to come out of my heart. It only exposed that problem in my heart. Just like when my, when my fence 
would break down sometimes. It had an old fence, and whenever there was a big wind, it would knock over a couple of posts. And uh, the storm did not cause that problem. That problem was only revealed by the storm because it revealed that some of those posts were rotten on the inside. And so what comes out of you during storms? And if you want to leave a com comment on the, on the notes, you know, feel free, because I think it's a good conversation to have that we all have issues that come out of us during a storm. And have you ever noticed that sometimes when, when there's a hurricane, you see sewage coming, you know, just flowing freely down the street. That's a perfect metaphor for what you and I sometimes experience when we are pressed by circumstances. Ugly things emerge from us. Attitudes and behaviors and maybe even questionable motives we had on topics. Maybe we even were doing some wrong things that were kind of just sin and were hidden and kind of you know, kind of like denying it from ourselves kind of thing, but they came out during that storm. And this is why Jesus said it's what comes out of a person that defiles them, because it reveals what is already in our hearts. So that's through Satan's eyes, because his goal is to bring these things out of you and to say, this is who you are. This is your identity. This is the person you're going to be the rest of your life. And that can be very discouraging when you look at life that way. But then you have, through God's eyes, remember, God has a goal in your storm, and it's the opposite of Satan's goal in your storm. In God's view, pain, loss, tragedy are never random events designed to punish us. Rather, they are the result of a broken world that He is trying to heal. This is why it's so important that we see it God's way, because he's the creator who loves us. And like a father who loves his children, he's always looking out for us if we trust him, if we're willing to look to him with our lives. So what comes after a storm can be greater than the storm. It doesn't have to be the negative sewage that comes out of our life that defines us. But it could be great things that God draws out of us. Great things that he causes us to grow in. Romans 8.28 puts it better than any other scripture in the Bible, in my opinion, when it, when it says, we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, who are called according to His purpose. It's amazing. I, I, I read somewhere where the uh, uh, famous missionary, I, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, um, very famous missionary, he said, until God calls me home, I am immortal on the mission field. In other words, not that he wouldn't suffer or have doubts or struggle, but until God's purpose, purposes for him are, are completed, he's basically bulletproof because God is going to get him through every situation until he gets him home. And that's the beauty of this, that, that God doesn't uh, just take the storm away from our lives, but he... He uses the already tragic things of life, like storms, to expose things in our life that He wants to transform and cause us to triumph and to be greater than we were before. So how does He do this? 1 Peter 5.10 again puts it so succinctly when it says, But may the God of all grace who called us to His eternal glory by Christ, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, 
and settle you. Did you get that? Four things. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. What a beautiful way to put it. Think about it. it, there, it there's such symmetry in this scripture here. The word perfect uh, in the Greek means to complete like like you're completing someone's training. Like I think of when, when, uh, when, when Yoda told Luke Skywalker, Luke, you must complete your training. And in a way, since God is our Father for those who look to Him, and He wants to work all things for good, He says, you know what? I need to complete your training. I need to get you to where you're going. So I'm going to allow you to walk through this storm. And after, on the other side of the storm, you're going to come out like gold if you trust in me in this season. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21 says, Now may the God of peace, who brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, make you complete in everything, or rather, uh, in everything good, so that you may do his will, working among us, that, that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. And it's a cumbersome scripture, but notice that he says, make you complete. That's the purpose that he, God's purpose in the storm, in your storm, is to make you complete, to train you so that you'll be stronger in the future. And when the next storm comes, you'll be more ready. But then the scripture also tells us in 1 Peter 5.10, it says, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle. So now he says, establish. What does it mean to establish? It's to cause someone to become stronger in the sense of being more firm and unchanging in their attitudes and beliefs. In other words, if, if you were not settled in your beliefs before, if you were not con convinced or entrenched in what you believed about God before, the storm, if you, if you navigate it correctly, will settle your belief more than ever about God. And it'll make it so that you'll never again doubt his word and doubt him. Strong in your beliefs, in your convictions, in your faith, in your trust, in your perseverance of God. That's what it means to establish. It's one thing to say, I believe in Jesus. But it's another thing to that when you're offended at him because maybe he's allowing you to go through something, to still trust him and to still follow him and to still love him. And Smith Wigglesworth a, a, a 19th century, uh, he was a healing evangelist and he was just a, a, a wild guy and loved God. And he said, you must be established in the fact that it is his life, not yours. So this is what I mean by beliefs. It's not just the doctrines you believe, but what you believe about God. Do you really believe that it is God working this situation through you for his grace? Paul the Apostle talked about being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. But then Peter goes on to say, not only established, but strengthened. And these words are technically related, but there are some nuances that make them different also. And that's why we break it down. But in the Greek word, in the Greek, it means to cause someone to be or to become more able or capable instead of weak. Think about the weak areas of your life, the areas that are tenuous at best, the areas that you, you say to yourself, man, if, if I get a crisis now, I will fall. Well, those are the areas that God wants to strengthen. And how does he do it? 
by using the storm in your life. That when a storm comes, he says, I'm going to use that for my glory and, and, and I'm going to transform your life to the point where after the storm, you're going to be stronger than before the storm. And so it's making people more able to engage in or undergo certain experiences. And this reminds me of, of basic training or, or ranger training or Green Beret training that the training is so intense if you've seen any documentaries, that the first couple of days, these guys drop like flies and they quit. But those who persevere become stronger than they were before. And so making people able to engage in the difficulties of life is what God wants to teach you and me. But lastly, he talks about settling us. There's something about settling that we all need because we are in a season, especially right now, where everything is always unsettled. And just when you feel like you got a handle on it or you got your foot on the ground, all of a sudden things go sideways again. And uh, But to settle here means to lay or construct a foundation. It is to found something upon. And God wants to give you a faith that you can build your life on. He wants to give you a conviction that you can die on and it'll always last. It'll, it'll never fail. And so, so God is, is giving you a firm basis for belief and practice of your faith when he allows you to walk through the storm. And in the parable of, of, of the house built on the rock, Jesus visualizes this for us. Because remember, in those days, they didn't have visual ways of communicating like we do today. They didn't have the internet and television and all these things. So, which I think there's something to be said about creating word pictures through story and and through through metaphors and through parables and there's something more deep much more deep than if 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 a television does all the work for you and uh, so Jesus talked about the person who is who is above all things truly settled in, in him settled in Christ he says whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the steam beat, the steam beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. So when you are settled, things can't hurt, they can hurt you, but they will not destroy you. They can move you, but they will not take you out of your foundation because it is God who gets it done in the end. It is God who teaches you these skills in the end. So I want to encourage you today that if you are going through a season right now that is a storm, and we are literally going through storms right now as I record this, and by the time it, it airs, it's going to be a little later, but right now we're in hurricane season and there are all kinds of storms happening. But there are all, also all kinds of spiritual storms happening in people's lives. If you're in the storm, ask God to show you what he wants to show you. And let him teach you. Let him establish and strengthen and settle you. Let him encourage you. Let him define you by who he is, not by what your struggle is. So thanks for listening. And if you get a chance, please stop by our website and and get on our YouTube channel and subscribe to our channel because we really want to connect with people and help people. So until next time, 
Great to be with you. God bless. Mm-hmm.